Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Monday edition of Motor Mouse. Kyle Petty, Steve Latart, myself. But this show, as always, is about you. Call in. We want your calls. Yep. Just the nice ones, the friendly ones. <laughs> well, no, the bad ones, they can go to Kyle. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, take, yeah. I'll take the bad ones. That's bring right, it, bring it, here. bring it, bring it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's prepared. 1-844-NASCAR-NBC or tweet us, hashtag MotorMouse. KP, how about the weekend? I Listen, I enjoyed it. I, 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 obviously, I wasn't there, but I watched you guys on TV, uh, the, the Xfinity race and the Cup race, and, and I thought it was pretty a pretty typical New Hampshire race, the way... The driver, way it spread out, the way it went, but man, there was some good racing, and there was some good storylines, and you guys covered it perfect. I thought from the very beginning, we were just talking about that tires were going to be an issue, mm-hmm. tires more so than track position, and we'd always gone up there, and it was track position, track position, track position, and then all of a sudden we go this year, and it's oh, let's throw tires into the mix, and that's the way it played out. I thought y'all did a, a great job with that. Yeah, to KP's point, in the booth, it looked like New Hampshire, it looked like the bowl of soup we expected. But it had different ingredients, and I think those small nuances yeah. really changed it, right? If you watched with the, with the volume off and didn't really pay attention to the leader, it looked like New Hampshire. A couple lanes, a little beating, a little banging, some spread out racing at times, some long green yeah. flag runs. So that didn't change. But how you won the race, how you protected your position, what the value of tires were versus fuel, you know, there were just enough small nuances yeah. that I thought added to that race. And I won't lie, after what happened in Martinsville in the spring – I was like, man, is this going to be a good or bad race? Yeah. I don't know. And then Richmond kind of looked like Richmond. And now we're going to what I consider a short track. I don't care what the other drivers may say that it's bigger <laughs> than a short track. Uh, it races like a short track to me, and I didn't know how it would be. I give it a, a solid B-plus for entertainment, Yeah. Uh, A-plus for storylines. Oh, yeah. So, good. Good weekend. Who was it this morning that said that this was the first race that the car didn't make that big of a difference? Like it was the same yeah, old I, I, I didn't think it did. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't you, think it did. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. I thought yeah. that was that was a yeah. cool thing. I, I hadn't thought about it like that, but that was, uh, yeah, I agree. Like when I looked out the window, it didn't it looked like yeah. the same New Hampshire race? The yeah. Saturday race looked just like the Sunday yeah. race. It was, it did. Which is interesting. If point. anything, That's it was point. almost a New Hampshire. We could we, we don't need to get all in the weeds about spraying stuff on the track and all that stuff. But the fact that it didn't happen for whatever yeah. the reason. Yep. You mentioned at one point in the race, I looked up and like. I think we went back about six years. Yeah. I see Harvick. Yeah. I see Truex. Truex that's right. I, I'm like, we got the, guy, the guys who had performed on those racetracks yeah. without, without we like uh, 2017 yeah, without New Hampshire. Without, yeah. They were running up front. That was, right. that was right. I think y'all said it a couple times. But then at the end of the day, youngster, Gosh. Christopher Bell, takes it from him, takes it from Truex, takes it from Harvick, goes, rips it away from, from uh, Chase Elliott. Uh, listen, I'm a, I'm a big Christopher Bell yep. fan. You know, watching him in trucks, watching him in Xfinity. Uh, now, I think with the races he has under his belt and cup, I think he's just at the beginning of the success he's getting ready to have. Uh, I think he's one of our guys that will be 
you know, in the future, he'll be the Kevin Harvick. He'll yeah. be the Kurt Busch. He's going he's gonna to be one of those guys. I wrote down a stat here, 92 starts. Second win in 92 starts. I bring that up because we had Reddick win around his 90th start. Yeah. A lot of talk about Ty Gibbs. A lot of talk about young drivers, right? I think we perhaps were blessed with some guys that got in great seats that made it look easier than it was. Right? They won a yeah. lot in their yeah. first 90 starts. Yeah. Right? I think we're starting to see a little bit what the Cup Series looks like now, right? Invest in a driver. Yeah. Two and a half, three years in. Now, Christopher won early, but now here's his second. Now he's in the playoffs. Um, so I think 92 starts. The other stat I wrote down is that while he didn't lead until the end, and the 19, if you look at laps led, had the best car statistically, the last run was almost a third of the race. Yeah. So let's not make it sound like yeah. they got off pit road first and last led the last no. five. You know what I mean, KP? Yeah, like, no, no. like Because exact, if somebody says, exactly well, right. there was a final pit stop exactly and they right. got it kind of went their way, yeah. he started in no man's land yeah. on the final restart, drove those four tires up, and then passed, oh, I don't know, the guy that's won two of the last three races, <laughs> yeah. and he's a champion in the sport. Yeah. I was impressed. No, I was impressed. And, and, and I'll say this. And I, think, I think Jeff said it a couple times, uh, and, and I, I know I've heard you say it. Uh, numerous times on broadcast and, and just in conversations. You watch Christopher Bell. You watch him in the trucks. You watch him in the NX and you kick butt, take names. Yeah. I'm doing this. Um, and then he comes to the Cup Series and it's like, what happened to Christopher Bell? You've made the comment. It's a big step from Xfinity to Cup. It's a big step competition. It's a big step in the length of the race. It's a huge step for learning. It's a huge learning curve. And to your point, Seems like it takes a couple of seasons, 90 races, yeah. three seasons, whatever that is, to figure out that curve and to figure out the pace of a race and to figure out how to run a 500-lap race or a 300-lap race or a 500-mile race or a 250-lap race at Martinsville, places, whatever that may be. Yeah. It, it takes a little while. And, and I think once you get that, then we see those guys build on top of that. And that's going to be interesting to watch Christopher Bell to see how he builds on what he's learned, especially this season. One line, one line during the race reminded me of 90 starts. <laughs> and that's when he said, I got it, Adam. I got exactly. it. Exactly. I got it, Adam. And that wasn't being rude. No. That no, was, no, no. hey, you, Adam Stevens is crew chief, longtime crew chief championship, crew chief with Kyle yep. Butch. Like, he's done a lot, right? And Adam was doing what Adam does. He was coaching his yep. young driver around. But now, now a third-year veteran, he finally had enough confidence. And it didn't hurt Adams. This is not a moment no. that was contentious at all. No. This was what I saw was that star emerging. Like, I got it. And it was short. It was sweet. It was to the point. And I can almost see Adam on the pit box be like, my man has yeah. it. Yeah. Let's see. That's like, it. like, I love I, that I gave part. it to you. You got yeah. the ball right Adam, Adam almost wanted to say, yeah, I know you got it. Like, it's <laughs> nothing else I can do for that's you, right. buddy. I'm just glad you yeah. appreciate that you got yeah, it. That's, that's right. I, I, uh, I love that moment. i tell you what else I thought was cool. Seeing he and Chase Elliott go at it, you know, yeah. late in a race in New Hampshire, Chase looked like his car had gotten loose, yeah. and it looked like to me that Christopher knew it. Christopher said, okay, I know he's loose, and that was part of that, I got it. Yeah. Like, I can see his weakness, and I got to go take advantage of it right now. And I, the maturity of those two guys yeah. at their young age, they're, old, they're older-ish race car drivers because of all the racing they've done in their lives, and they're young in age, but they don't act like no. they're young. Clean race, nobody knocked anybody out of the yeah. way, nobody moved anybody out of the way, just a good hardcore race. And, <laughs> and what I liked about it was the tires went away on the 9 yep. car, right? And they found a way for that not yep. happen on the 20 car, and that's what so race is about. It, it, it's, it's, so to, to that point, that's where if you go back and, and go back in time and, and, and when Gordon came along, when you came along, 
that's what you guys brought to the table was you not only were good race car drivers, but you were thinking race car drivers. Some people have it in their head that the guy who's the bravest and the guy who runs the fastest is going to win the race. No, these are thinking events. These are, these are cerebral events. You have to think about where you're at. And, and I thought Christopher Bell did a great job when Chase Elliott got hung up and couldn't get around the 45, couldn't get around. But he kept applying enough pressure to make Chase try something, yeah. to make Chase try. And he made Chase run his tires off. Yep. Uh, to some degree, he forced that issue. Chase was playing Christopher's game then at that point in time. And then when Christopher got him out and they got on on and it was one-on-one, then Christopher knew he had the better stuff. And Chase knew he had the better stuff, and that's why they raced each other fair, they raced each other clean. All right, so we said we won't call us a call in. The first one is James from Nevada. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for Hello. having me on. Um, I, I'm, I was just, uh, I called in a few weeks ago and asked Steve if he thought that he had a championship favorite. And after Chase Elliott had a run in four races of two second places and two firsts, I was wondering if you were thinking he was kind of emerging as a championship favorite for Kyle and Jeff, too, to answer. And then as well, I wanted to ask what you guys thought about Martin Truex's junior, Martin Truex Jr.'s future for the rest of the season and where he goes from here after his interview was a little bit emotional yesterday. Thank you. All right, well, James, thanks for calling back in. I'll let you guys tackle Truex. I'm going to start with uh, Chase Elliott. James, you're absolutely right. What Chase Elliott did is he is starting to emerge from the pack. Everybody has 13 playoff points. He has 20. Uh, He has taken a dominant lead in the regular season championship, which is going to fill that bucket a little bit more. A year ago, Kyle, it was Kyle Larson, won it uh, Nashville and kind of went on a hot streak, and that hot streak carried him all the way to Phoenix. The field better be careful because Chase Elliott is slowly – gapping himself now that has no chance of guaranteeing a championship but it does make the pathway to phoenix much easier speaking about the pathway truex led a lot of laps but he is very in a a very precarious situation playoff wise what's your thoughts come forward he is blaney is harvick is if you don't have a win you're in a precarious position right Mm -hmm. now the, the way it looks but here's the thing that that for blaney or for for truex and for uh, for Kevin yesterday, they hadn't got a lot of looks at wins this year. You know what I mean? They haven't gotten, and they let that win slip away. Truex let it slip away. Kevin let it slip away. Kevin and Rodney, it got away from them too. And, and I think that's what's frustrating. When you when you run 36 races and you're used to looking at all 36 and saying, I can win all 36 of these. And now you're running 36 and you're thinking, man, I hadn't had a look in about three months. You know, I, I need to capitalize on it. And then you can't capitalize on it it's got to be disheartening. Yeah. It's got to be disheartening. It's a blow to a, to a team's morale when that happens. So I was uh, I was with uh, Nate Ryan a little bit ago doing the NASCAR NBC podcast with him, and we had this discussion about uh, Christopher Bell and his pit crew. Yeah. And I believe that this could have been, and we'll get you guys' take on it, I believe that the fact that they've been knocked down, remember, some of those guys came off of Bubba Wallace's crew. The first week they switched, yeah. they have a tire come off, right? Go down pit road. I was like, oh, well, that didn't work for Christopher. <laughs> and then this week, they had the pit stops and they delivered. Yeah. Now, you've been in a situation. You've been in a situation. I've been in a situation where you get knocked down. You get knocked down. You knock, get knocked down. And when you get back up on your feet and you succeed, it's empowering. And it's oh, yeah. major confidence building. Is this the kind of weekend that that pit crew needs to carry them where they need to be going into the playoffs? Assuming... Don't lock them in the playoffs yet. Like, there's still yeah. work to be done. But assuming yeah. they get to the playoffs. So, yes and no. Did they perform? Yes. 
Did they put a race-winning performance? Yes, they had one of the top three fastest pit stops, but they didn't do it in the spotlight. What I mean by that is they took four tires. They didn't come yeah. in the leader. They weren't in the – and as a former pit crew member, you know when you're going to be on that TV split screen. You know when you're the first three yeah. cars on pit road. You know when you jump yeah. over that it, the only way people are going to see what you do is if you lose spots. So <laughs> to your point, Jeff, mission accomplished, absolutely. Will Adam Steven beat the drum of just do what you did at New Hampshire, see we can yeah. win? He will. The next test for this 20, KP, is to do it when you're not just in position, but the limelight is as bright as it can be running in the top three. And that's a good point. Because that, that's going to yeah, have to that, be tested. That, 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 is a good point. That, that is a good point because we, we've seen – you know, you've seen so many teams step up, step up in that moment. Um, you know, I, I still one of the most fascinating pit stops that I've ever seen in all of my years racing was Chase Elliott's when he went oh, over the works. wall and then went back and tagged up. And yeah. came I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's still one of the most fascinating pit stops. That's what it's going to take for this team, too, to perform in that type of scenario. When a mistake happens, how do they overcome it while you're leading a race, while you're running second or third? But back to your point. As much as they've dropped the ball, as much as they've fallen behind, as many mistakes as they've had, to come through a clean weekend, you've got to use that as your starting point and say, okay, there's our line in the sand. We're not going back to what we used to do. We're going to build from this. Uh, and we're going to be put in different positions where we're going to have to grow. So I, I think, listen, talking to, or watching again the race yesterday and listening to Dale Jarrett and Brad, uh, Brad Darty. They were sitting right there at Bubba's, and they said Bubba had great pit stops, well, too. So it paid off for both of those so teams. That's what I was going to say. We talk a lot about changing, and, and, you know, in other sports, we see quarterbacks trade yeah. around, and all of a sudden he can win here, couldn't win there. Why is it? Well, it's a little bit of that way with pit crew guys. You know, I think it could be anything. It could be the chemistry. It could be the crew chief. Yeah. It could be the driver hitting the marks. It could be the pressure. Uh, just a fresh start. I don't know. I think the 23 car almost was the opposite. They came into the top five a lot, yeah. and they did lose a spot here or there, but what they didn't do was have a catastrophic mistake to eliminate their driver. That was a, that was a positive. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole one minute. I want to ask you this. Um, Mr. NFL. I'm scared. You, yeah. No, 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 Mr. Mr. NFL. So many times we're watching a football game, and a quarterback gets hurt, and a second-string guy comes in. And they blow him out. I mean, they, 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 he just performs. It's like the rest of the team picks up. They do. Okay, they pick up and they say, we got to help this guy. We've got to pull together closer as a team. Do you think some of these changes have made these guys that were, that were there behind or that stayed and you bring, I'm the, I'm the right rear tire changer, you're, you're the brand new guy, i got to pick up my game to make sure that we, we take the pressure off him. You know, we talk about sports and technology, but it really just comes down to people. Yeah. And people are very complicated things. And sometimes, uh, you know, there's that emotion of, yeah. I want to help you. Yeah. Sometimes I want to yeah. help you more than perhaps I, I knew I wanted to help myself, yeah. right? You, there's this empathy of helping someone else. I will tell you, in my career, uh, Jeff Gordon and I went winless. And when I got swapped to Dale Jr., I, you know, I, I don't think it was fear of my job. I don't know what it was. I was just smart enough to realize that I was at a T in the road. You know, if I couldn't find success with Dale Jr., the, the, you know, if that was to the right, to the left, might be changing oil at City Chevrolet. Yeah. And I don't want to do that, yeah. right? So you look at these pit crew guys, and, and you know, it's easy to get them together. We've got to be better. We've got to yeah, be yeah. better. Well, then when finally somebody sits you down and said, hey, I said we had to be better, and we didn't get better, so now you're going to put on a different uniform. Right. Yeah. That sometimes yeah. is that wake-up call, yeah. that shake you need. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. as you said, it's, it's the circle of yeah. group around it. Yeah. Well, it's a fascinating conversation, and I, I hate to do it to Truex and James Smalls, but we're going to get more into their day yes. when we come back. 
And again, the show is about you. More calls as well. Call in. We'd love to have you join the show. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Let me say this, people. Let me say this. Now, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this. Sorry, caller. I'm going to say this. And let me say this. And I want to go on record with that, and I'm going to say it until heck freezes over, okay? But let me say this. All right, this year on Countdown to Green, leading up to the races, we want your questions and comments. We're going old school. We want you to leave a message on my voice machine. I was going to say that. You know I still got one. I still got a rotary dial phone, too. That's right. Call 1-844-NASCAR-NBC starting Wednesday night and have your voice be heard. We'll select a rare few, maybe, and feature (laughs) them during the pre-race coverage. Now, let's hear what Martin Truex, Jr., and his crew chief, James Smalls, had to say yesterday on the race. I think they left this on my answer machine. So what we did the right thing to try and get track position and, and, and restart on the inside of the second row. We got put three wide in the middle of the first corner and it, it, it was done from there. In hindsight, maybe we should have taken four tires and we would have got a better restart. We would have been further back. Who knows? It's just one of those typical good old NASCAR things. So. Obviously, you should have done four, but uh, it's hindsight. You know, uh, it's just Loudon for us. You know, it's, it's every year we lead a ton of laps. So we run really well here and then uh, we find a way to give it away. So. Toughest decision is being the leader, you know, they're all going to do what's the opposite of you, but overall, I mean, it was a hell of a run. It's just, <laughs> this place, man, it's killing me. You want me to go ahead? Hey, listen. <laughs> you want you. me to comment on that? Is that what you're trying well, to I'm say? Well, I'm going to help you. <laughs> I'm kidding you. All right, go. So, I think James Smalls made the right call. I think James Small was correct in this call. I think two tires is what I would have done, and even with the information I have, I would still take two tires because... Here's the reason. Five cars took two tires. It's so easy to say, oh, man, that's what lost them the race. But if he takes four tires and they restart back where the 20 did, you could easily get – like, I hear what everyone says about having the best car, but I would rather take two tires and be the leader. Even though it didn't work out this time, I like it. Yeah. I 100% disagree because I didn't see any evidence – throughout the day that tires didn't matter. And it was a long way to go. This was not the Loudon race that we've seen in the past where track position was king. So I think that had this been a race three years ago, yes, two tires, no tires. Just put gas in and roll. But with with tire fall off the way we saw it, that's normally where we have a problem with two tires. Mm-hmm. Two tires works at racetracks where we don't get a ton yeah. of tire fall off. But what I saw... I, I, you know, it's such a hard thing because we know how important track position is and maybe more loud than anywhere we go. But, I mean, listen, it's easy, it's easy in retrospect. The biggest, the biggest problem is he's leading the race. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to do, you don't know these guys are going to stay out. Yeah. You don't know you don't. where you're going to line up. Truex needed a better launch. Had Truex gotten that's a better it. launch yeah, that's, yeah, and that's, not let Harvey get underneath him, I don't know what would happen. Yeah. But there is no way, even if he gets a lead, there's no way they hold those guys, there's no way they yeah. hold the lead. I, I've got a question for you, but I sent my question to NASCAR, and, and I think we've got him on the line, and he's going to ask you guys this question. NASCAR! 
Hey, what's going on, guys? First of all, let me say thank you to Ross Chastain for being okay and not giving me having to talk about him today on the show for the third straight week. So thank you, Ross. Um, uh, yeah, you guys, um, with how these cars and, and confidence, and I know it's Joe Gibbs racing, it's Martin Trucks, but, man, I think this was a big blow with opportunities. Um, is this what actually comes back and haunts them throughout the playoffs, possibly this race? Uh, because of how we talk about opportunities when you got to have them. Is this a big, huge blow to them and their march forward? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a huge blow for Martin Truex Jr. Because, look, it's easy to keep saying, oh, you're going to make the yeah. playoffs, you're going to make the playoffs. At some point, you got to make the playoffs. And, and, you know, I think he still can do it. Uh, but Toyotas yeah. at the road courses can't find their way into the top ten. Yeah. There's two of them left. He's never won a super speedway. Daytona's there. Do I think Martin Drex Jr. can win, perhaps even at Richmond, the place he ran good in the spring? I do. But this was one that got away. I, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you this, and because and, you brought it up. Um, you know, Martin said, you know, something. We heard James Smalls talk about two tires and, and all this stuff. And two tires, we always do the wrong thing. We give the race away. Does Martin have to shoulder some of the blame for this? You, you talk about that restart and not launching. I mean, it, it's like you get stuck in that position. You've got to fight on these restarts. And he kind of give that position like, okay, I've got a good enough car. I'm going to get back around you guys. But he never did. Does, does he have to take some of this? When he doesn't get, with this launch right here, it just doesn't work. Like, yeah. Harvick did a great job and Truex didn't. And certainly, he's got to own that. Three wide in the middle, uh, anywhere, is not where you want to be. And especially with with momentum going backwards, right? If you're forward momentum going three wide, but he was backward momentum going three wide, that normally doesn't work. So, yes, he does have to shoulder that. But right here, his car ain't going. Yeah. Like, Harvick's ain't going. Like, they don't have the speed because they're on two tires. Back to NASCAR's point, and I hate to put pressure on, but this is professional sports. Yeah. I, I James Smalls replaced, replaced Cole Pern. Cole Pern was a magician and making the car yeah. go fast and being good at the right time. Yeah. And that has not happened yeah. since he left. And there are a lot, I'm not putting it all on James Wall's no, no. shoulders because there's a whole company there. There's a, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. But I, there's no way, it's just natural. There's, if, if I come to drive for you and you just won four races and your driver bust three starts at the end and win goes win some and I can't do that. You're looking at me saying, dude, you got to find a way. It's yeah. natural, right? Because that's how you won. And I think there's a And I think Cole has, I, I, not Cole, I think Martin has James back. I think yeah. he believes yeah. in James. Yeah, he does no, believe I'm not him. saying that. Yeah. But, you know, that they have not been able to deliver as well as they yeah. could with Cole. Well, yeah. you know, the other thing is, is Harvick is in the same sort of struggle with the same crew chief in the same organization. 100%. So there's yeah. this, there, there's this. I'm not sure what's happening. Yeah. Uh, on the two-tire car, real quick, I will tell you this because I'm the math guy and I love numbers. <laughs> the reason why I like two tires is because I can give you three or four different ways that wins the race. Yeah. The only way I saw four tires win in the race is how it went. 90 laps straight. <laughs> like, four tires killed them. Yeah. Uh, but that's why I like that yeah. call. But shocking more to me was the variety of success of the three cars that stayed on the racetrack. Yes. We had this conversation. Yes, we had this conversation. We, the yes, 45, we the 22, yes. and the 41 stay out. And you called it on The on, 45 on the runs 10th. Yes. The 22 runs 24th. Yeah. And the 40 run runs 27th. Yeah. So we talk a lot about opportunity and pit stops and execution and all these different things. There's no clear example of three cars that are on the wrong end of the strategy. Yeah. 
and the, the wide variety of difference those three made yeah. of that day. Yeah. That, that, that was a lot to be said. Yeah. And I'd say that because Kurt Busch, after all these years, is, is a wily, smart yes, veteran. Yes, he is. Like, he yeah, just, he, he just, man, he just continues. So, doesn't go away. To, to, that point, to, to that point, though, the 45 of, of Kurt Busch and Joey Logano had nothing to lose. They, they already have their wins. They weren't going to outrun there. anybody they, in they front of them that we saw. Anybody. Reginald, I think we have a call from Reggie here. What do you have? Yes, I was wondering if uh, Martin Truex or Kevin Hart would win a race this year to make it in to the chase, or we're going to make it in by points. All right, real simple question. You got Truex, you got Harvick. They are. Ooh. Well, now, first Harvick's of all, right you skipped now, right? Ryan Blaney, who's yeah. still in our Harvick's out right now. I will make Not this lying. statement. I don't believe Truex and Harvick make it in. Oh, 100%. I agree, agree with like, that. Blaney's, and, and I only say that because, like, poor Harvick, yeah. he ran fifth, and he went from, like, 19 points to 60 that's, behind. That's the hardest thing for fans to wrap their head like around. Like, the line move. That you're you're running to here. That your, driver, your driver run fifth, had one of the best races he's had, and he goes to 69 points behind. Well, that, that's the problem. Is yes. Can Kevin Harvick, even if, the, even if this thing, you don't get any new wins, yes. can Kevin Harvick... Trace Truex down from 68 points back. No. Hard to do. No. With seven races. With, yeah, with six or seven races. I, no. I, I don't. How do you do that? Listen, not, not running can. like they run at New Hampshire knows the tail all day long because that's only uh, one point difference. Correct. So I think that's the problem. I think Rodney Childers accepted it weeks ago. Yes. When they made the crew chief change, I mean, sorry, the, the, the pit crew change, yep. he said right then and there, we if we don't win, we're not making the playoffs. Yeah. This, they're not surprised about the situation they're in. They no. knew it. And they made changes accordingly. Yeah. This hadn't caught anybody off guard. No. Well, no. so listen, I'm, it's real simple. The six races, um, road course is going to be an uphill battle for either of them. Yeah. That's unfortunate to say about Truex, but I believe that's the case. Toyota's yet to show me that they have figured out. That's not a Truex thing. Yeah. I think that's an organizational mm-hmm. thing. they got to get figured out. Daytona, sure, they go into Daytona, but so can't about 25 other people. <laughs> so I would hate to think I'm leaning on that. Yeah. Right? So I wrote it down. Pocono, Michigan, Richmond. Those are the so three. And I'm going to tell you, and I will tell you <laughs> that why they can win in any of those three, Richmond is the one. Yeah. In my mind, Richmond is going to hold a lot of keys to this playoff opportunity for these big guys because when I look at Truex and Kevin Harvick, they were both in the picture last time we were, going, we were at Richmond. Okay, Ray, who's in your picture? What's your question? Hi. Good evening, guys. Um, actually, I have a totally different question. I'm wondering... Do you think Kyle Busch is bluffing when he says he's speaking to other teams for his future plans? Hundred percent no. Hundred percent no. Because when they asked when they asked Joe Gibbs post race, yeah. are you know Kyle said he was speaking to other teams. Does that surprise you? And he said, I'm really surprised we've gone this far. Yeah. So Joe Gibbs knows he's talking to other teams. Yeah. Um, and if you're other teams and you're not calling Kyle Busch, you're crazy. That's right. That there's so, your, so, that's, so, the, that's the point. That is the point. If you think Kyle Busch if there's blood in the water, you're, you're, you're fishing, man. You're in. You're in. You're, you're a shark. So is it fair to say you guys have both driven multiple places in your career? You've been part of these contract yeah. situations. Is it fair to say it just purely comes down to how much someone else thinks Kyle Busch is worth? How much Joe Gibbs Racing thinks Kyle Busch is worth? That's on the money side. Yeah. And then Kyle Busch is going to have two numbers to compare. Then he has to decide not just income, because he's had a great career. I'm sure, you know, a a, a little bit of money one way or the other is not going to be the difference. Where he wants to drive and where he thinks he can have the best years to finish out his career. Is that that what we're discussing here? So that's a great question. That is is a great question. Because 
if if Kyle Busch is 24 or 25, right? It comes down to the numbers. It's yep. the numbers. Yeah. But Joe Gibbs has stood by this man. Joe Gibbs has been loyal to this man. Joe Gibbs has helped this man in so many ways. Will Kyle reciprocate? Will Kyle be loyal if the number's different? Will Kyle be loyal to stay there and finish out his career there? Like so many drivers do nowadays, one place, one and done, even though Kyle's been through a couple of places, but this is where he's settled in. So I think this is going to, this is going to look, Kyle will have to look at it that way, but Kyle's always also going to look at that family and say, I go over there and drive for Jeff Burton. I'm be set for another 15 or 20 years mm-hmm. for own. This is generational wealth. So, you know what so I mean? So I know we don't so, know the real number. What's your gut tell tell you? Do you think someone is going to offer more to Kyle Busch than Joe Gibbs will so offer? Do you think it, there'll be a bigger offer somewhere else? I think I look. Richard Childress told me a long time ago, and I'll never forget. He's 100 percent right. The longer it takes for something to happen, the more likely it's not going to. Yeah. And Joe Gibbs says he wants it to happen. Dave Alpern says he wants it to happen. President Dave, David Wilson, TRD, wants to make it happen. Kyle wants to make it happen. But it ain't happened. Yeah. Why had it happened? If they all yeah. really wanted to make it happen, it would have happened. Yeah. So that's my concern. What's separating it? Money. Yeah, money. Right? But, but, it, but, so, it, doesn't, but it doesn't appear to be that money. It appears to be... The Mars money went away. Who's going to replace Mars? Correct. That's so, where the money. That's the money that we're looking for at this at this table. Correct. So to your question, what Kyle will probably be in the decision. His decision will probably come down to my loyalty to Gibbs, my opportunity to be successful yep. at Gibbs. Where can I be the most successful? And can he, if it is a if it's a financial thing, and he has to take a cut in pay. Can he get over that? Yeah. Does he feel like that's a disrespectful thing that he's having that's, to happen? Yeah, and some yeah, people can't yeah, get over that. Yeah, some yeah. people equate their, the money they're being paid. That doesn't make them bad people at all. No, no. I, no, remember, no. I remember Ernie, uh, Ernie Irvin saying, uh, money motivates the hell out of me. There's nothing wrong with saying that. It doesn't matter what motivates yeah. me as long yeah. as I drive the yeah. race car. There's exactly. nothing wrong with that. But Yeah. yeah. I, I would just hate to be the next place he goes and him not win the amount of races he's won at Gibbs, and then everybody's going to point at you as an organization because they still have faith that, that yeah. he can do it. So, so real quick, he's won the most races at Toyota. Yep. He's run the most races at Gibbs. Like, yeah. That, that, he's, that's right. He's the brand. Well, when you he's put it brand. that way. He's the brand. <laughs> he's, uh, hold on. We've got to take a call. Anthony. You're right. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going to follow up with that man on the Joe Gibbs racing situation. Um, obviously, it's rumored that Kyle Busch is leaving. Number my first question would be why would they move Christopher Bell and keep Kyle Busch? The the second part to that would be if that doesn't happen, why not Kyle start his own like Denny did, or join Denny at twenty three eleven? And that that is the question. But just to throw this in too, y'all get Chastain a little break. Okay, this is why Kyle Busch doesn't start his own deal. Okay. He races for other people and gets paid to race. That's right. He's not interested in paying for himself to race. You know what I mean? And there's not many drivers in this world that are interested in paying for themselves to race. If you notice that as they go down go down the pike. They're making Denny made an investment. Denny's not driving for his own team. Denny made an investment in a race team to allow other people to race. So that that's that one. So here it's a curve. It's real simple. I love Kyle Bush, two time champ, great driver. You just threw that in the numbers. 
You have paid a lot of money and a lot of patience for Christopher Bell to win his second race after 92. Why would you absolutely give up on him now? That would be the craziest thing you would ever want to do because I think he's on his way up. You gave Truex the option. He's back. Look, it's Kyle Busch's time to renegotiate. This has yeah. nothing to do with the other three drivers, in my opinion. And he also said, give Ross Chastain a break. I, who is it? <laughs> Like, I mean, I, why, why is it? Wait, we're not the ones running into people. No, no, I don't, no. What, no. what do you want us to do? We can all right, all right, all right. We're gonna, listen, we can beat Ross Chastain to pieces. We're going to crush watermelons <laughs> here. We'll be back with some more drivers in just a little while here. So tune back in and see what we have bad to say about them. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I mean, we qualified bad, and then you're back there with a bunch of people you don't want to be around. And unfortunately, they were just racing hard. It looked like the 42 and the 31 got together, and the 42 just overcorrected. And it looked like the 31 just chopped me on exit, hit me in the right front. When it did, it got me loose. And when I tried to save it, I don't know. These cars, if you get loose, they'll snap on you. I don't know if that's what happened or if I got tagged in the right rear. It just makes this week a little bit tougher. It just got hung in between fourth and third, and it literally just locked both rear tires up because they weren't turning. And I want to take a look at that thing and make sure that it doesn't happen again. That was a weird, weird thing. The first thing we've had all year with the transaxles. So it took me a while to get past Joey and, and 45 and had to run a little harder than, than I wanted to and then got in front of those guys and just made a couple mistakes and couldn't, you know, couldn't get any, uh, get much breathing room. So, you know, guys at this level really should close out a race if you got the lead like that. So uh, just poor, you know, poor effort on my part. I'm going to give him a decent DraftKings Toyota Camry TRD. It didn't handle that great, but it had speed, and so we knew that. And just tire management there at the end, and uh, we were able to capitalize. So just, uh, just proud, just proud of everybody. Uh, I'm happy it's, it's been hell for me the last month, and so uh, good to come out with a top five. He's mad at me about something. We, we very lightly got together off of two on a restart, half the field bouncing off each other, and I didn't even leave a mark on our cars. <laughs> but uh, I can't understand why he was probably frustrated. But uh, then he came over and door slamming and cut tires down. Uh, you guys saw it, right? I mean, it's just hard racing, I guess. I'm, uh, we've uh, gone at it a couple times the last two years. Uh, one time I hit really hard, so um, just don't like the way certain people race me and uh, probably not the right way to do it under a caution. Yeah, I, I'll talk to him privately. I don't need to be a jerk over the media. No, nah, I don't talk to him. You know, I, I like it. One doesn't want to talk to him. Brad has a little ownership stake. He yep. said he's going to call him. It's, uh, you know, it was a good, a good mix of beating and banging. Alex Bowman, um, awful luck in the race, but he even mentioned it in his interview. Got to qualify better. Yep. You can't be back. You know, if that happens in 10th, I'll say, man, bad luck. When it happens outside the top 20, yeah. I'd say you need to qualify a little bit better, and that's not me picking on him. No, I think he said no. the same thing. But if you qualify back there, that's what happened. Uh, Corey Joy, we saw him have a, a shifter. I will say... I can't wait until Paul Harvey comes out this week on the two transaxles. Corey felt like he had an issue and Eric Almarola. Yeah. And I'm going to say X-Track has been rock solid all year long as far as I know. So is it a mileage thing? Is it an application thing? I, I'd be interested to follow up on that as we get later. And So I'm just going to say that that's a concern going to Pocono. 
Yeah, Pocono okay. Indy Road yeah. Course. We but got that, a good uh, little street coming. I'm just coming. saying that's a concern going to Pocono with the way that racetrack is, the angles of the racetrack. You know, from a drive, oh, you don't want to just jam it down in into one and have the rear yeah. tires locked you know I mean? up. Yes, yeah. I hear you. I mean, I've seen that boilerplate fold over yes. before. <laughs> long Great years point. Ago. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, that is a concern. It, it'll be interesting to see what that what that is, or if there's you know. We're going to have to run new ones every week when we go to places like some well, of these places. Well, let's see what the fans have to say. James, you're on Motor Mouse. Hey, uh, my question is uh, between Brad Keselowski and Kevin Harvick that are outside the top 16 in points, uh, which one of those guys do you think uh, still has a chance to win and make it into the playoffs? All right. We've got a bunch of callers. So we're going to go quick. Brad, Kevin, who wins or do either win? Uh, I'm not saying either one wins, but the one that has the best shot of win is Kevin Harvick. I think that's fair. That's fair. Mike, you're on Motor Mouse. Yeah, my question is, uh, why isn't Ty Dillon already driving the number eight car for Pop Pop, Richard Childress Racing? I like that question, Mm. and that's a great question because I think a lot of fans have it. Let's go real quick. Tyler Reddick last week announced he's going to 2311 in 2024. Uh, we discussed it earlier this morning. He's in the playoffs, so it doesn't shock me he's yeah. going to finish out the year. What will happen next year? Wouldn't shock me if Reddick's out of that car because of a lot of the business yeah. and Chevy and all that. But the question was, the second grandson, Austin drives a three. <laughs> Why is Ty not in the eight for old RC? I, I don't know. Maybe the, at Christmas they do forks on the left, knives in the back. I don't, I don't know what they do at Christmas time. So... Um, yeah, I don't know the family dynamics, so I can't answer that question. Ty has bounced around everywhere but RCR, it seems like. So uh, that's, a, that's a question you'd have to ask. Maybe we can get Richard on here, and you guys can call in and find out what's going on. Well, and I skipped one part to add the layer. Ty Dillon this week uh, announced that him and G- Petty GMS have yes. mutually agreed to part ways yes. um, at the end of the season. So more to come. We will see what happens yeah. in that saga. Uh, Keegan, you're on Motor Mouse. Yes, thank you for taking my call. My question is, if Ryan Blaney does not make it into the playoffs, do you think there will be any sort of team chemistry issue given what happened during the Daytona 500 with Austin Sindrick? All right, well, this is, I think, worth discussing. So real quick, uh, Blaney lets Sindrick down. They race the Daytona 500. Sindrick throws a big block on Blaney. Blaney's upset. Uh, first of all, I don't think there will be any issues. I'll directly answer that question because – Ryan Blaney's a professional. Now, I do think there's going to be more heated discussions every time they go to a speedway. I personally had no problem with what Austin Sindrick did because uh, he won the biggest race That's of right. the year. Now, I will say if he would have thrown a block, wrecked the two of them, and the 23 would have won the race, yeah. uh, what did we learn this week? That the outcome – no, what is it? The, the outcome changes the consequences? The What's con- your line? The, the consequence matters. Consequences matter. We talked about that with loose wheels, and if you wreck somebody – Something part. like that. Yeah, the outcome matters. Yeah. Results matter. <laughs> listen. Listen. There's fans out there that are still waiting. Wizzy, we'll tell you what. There's fans out there still waiting for Jimmy Johnson to push Earnhardt to his win, to, to pay back Dale Jr. too. So. I mean, I, listen. What we are have learned, though, is, and I will say this on the air, if Austin Sendrick doesn't block Ryan Blaney, then every fan in NASCAR should be in an uproar. Because when yeah. you come off turn four. That's right. Now, the second place guy, if he chooses to push a teammate, that's okay with me. Yeah. But if you're the leader and you care about a teammate behind yeah. you, I'm out. I'm going to have yeah. you, you will be number one on my list of you're doing a disservice yeah. to your team, your sponsors, and everyone yeah. else. Like, I agree. You agree. got, yeah, I mean, agree. come on, that's a Daytona 500. Let's go. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how Chase Elliott won last week. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's how that's Kyle exactly. Larson won it at California. That's we right. got a whole list. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're up on Motor Mouse. Jeffrey, uh, first of all, my ears aren't as good. Sorry, go ahead. 
I'd like to know if there's a difference between the cup car wheels and hubs and Indy car wheels and hubs, because I don't remember ever seeing an Indy car lose a wheel and tire on pit road. Uh, Jeffrey, great question. Is there a difference? There absolutely is. I know you said you haven't seen it. I will counter that I have. I watched it in the pit crew competition at Indianapolis yep. this year. A, yep. a guy left without a rear tire installed. There's many things that go into this. First of all, uh, I do think how pit road operates is very different. In IndyCar, if you strike a crew member at all, if you brush one, your day is over. That is officiated differently. Second, and I think the biggest thing, Jeff, the air jack versus a regular jack man. Four yeah. tire changers, car up, tires change, waiting on fuel, car leaves. The whole choreography is yeah, it's different. different. Yeah, they're running around the car. The complete running around the car and the Jackman is completely different. Yeah. Even if all the parts and pieces were the same, that completely changes it versus sitting there waiting for the yeah. car to stop. That's a whole different animal. And I hope we never lose that. Yeah, this agreed. is part of NASCAR. Sure. We can have a single lug nut and keep our heritage. I hope we never lose yeah. that. Well, and let me say this, Jeffrey... Let me say this. Is that how it goes? Let me say this. I'm taking it from Kyle. Put that on my answer machine. Yeah. (laughs) While I do believe the system can be improved, I'm not going to say it can't. If you take 11 seconds, I guarantee all four are tight. I mean, we see these Jackman dropping. They're dropping. What was it this week? They dropped and they hadn't even got the old tire off yet. Like like the choreography is full gamble right now. That's right. The choreography was off. So it's a dance, man. It's a dance. And, And they do it in every other form of racing. This is our first year. This yeah. is twenty-some races into the season. Get, you know, they'll get it right eventually, and, and they'll work the bugs out. And, and that loose wheel, as opposed to the loose wheel last week, yeah, surely that's going to be a penalty because that one rolled down pit road yeah. at a high which rate was of speed, which was different, which is completely different, completely different. So that you probably will see a penalty yeah, I on felt that one. Really good about understanding no penalty on the twenty. I feel really good about a penalty on the two. So if that yeah. doesn't happen, I'm with you. I'm gonna have to ask some more yeah. questions. Yeah. So, all right, well, look, there's still a lot to talk about. Christopher Bell went to victory lane, making 14 winners. Will we have 16? Will it be 17? We'll be stuck at 14. We'll discuss next segment. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, guys, it's another great weekend of racing coming up on NBC. It starts with Monster Jam Round 20 in Indianapolis and some IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge from Parker's home track back at Lime Rock. Then another full slate of IndyCar and NASCAR open wheel, guys. A little doubleheader up in Iowa. And then everybody from Xfinity the Cup is heading to Pocono. It's going to be a blast. A lot of stuff on tap. The big question in NASCAR, though, we've had a 14th winner. Will there be 16? we got a few guys that has an opinion on that. Are you in the mindset that you think you guys might have to win a race to get in these playoffs? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, I, and I think that's obviously you want to win all year. You know, I mean, that's the main goal. And um, and. Whether it gets to over 16 winners or not, you know, my mindset is we need a win to get in the playoffs. I think that's the mindset we have to have. I think we will see at least one more. I, I really do. Um, the fact that the 12 and the 19 and the 4 haven't won is astonishing to me. Um, certainly, I think we all had them on our potential winners list at the beginning of the year. And, and they've shown the speed, um, you know, maybe not every weekend, but certainly they have weekends where 
they're as good as anyone, um, all three of them. Do you feel that way now? You need a win to make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, most likely. It, it, you know, it's not like we haven't been trying to win, though. So, I mean, everybody's like, yeah, you're going to have to win. We're like, well, duh. I mean. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give it to Truex. Best answer ever. It is like, the best answer. Oh, so you want me to try to win now because yeah. you don't think I have been trying? Yeah, that, that, that is a great answer because it's like, and we talk about it and fans talk about it. It's like, have they not shown up to win yet? You know, because you, and you try every week. I mean, I'm sorry. They've just oh. not been in the game, man. Only Truex can get well done. So I do think this. I think that Ryan Blaney and Truex, right, they're the last two yeah. in. How do you win races? You put yourself in position, yeah. right? To me, I think they have to look at each other. Like, if I'm Ryan Blaney, I'm thinking I'm racing Martin Truex Jr. Now, I don't, right? Because right? yes. if there is one more yeah. winner, it comes down to you. But if you're racing Truex Jr., you're probably running yeah. top six, top seven, and that's how you win races. Yeah. So I narrow my focus. That thing about we have to win, duh, as yeah. he said, how do you do that? You put yourself in position over yeah. and over and over. And, and you do that by focusing on trying to get top fives, yeah. and that's ultimately how you they are They are far enough ahead of, of Harvick, uh, okay? It, it's, I, I do not see Harvick beating those two cars by 10 positions, 10 or 12 positions every week. Because that, that's what it's going to take in five or six races to catch back up. And, and remember, those three guys, and we said it here a minute ago, Harvick's not going to gain any points on Truex if he follows him all day like he did at New Hampshire. Yeah. That's one point. That's one point, you know, for, for, for the day when you look at the total amount of points. So um, it, it's, it, it's like I'm going to follow you, and if you run in the wall, I'm going to run in the wall right behind you. We're just going to go together. We're going to go down together, sink or swim. And, and the, the, the problem is for those two guys is now i got to win a race to get in. We've heard them all say it. But how far out on a limb am I willing to go to try to win that race and give up those points. You know what I mean? There's that, there's where somewhere, somebody's got a magic scale on top of the pit box, oh, and they're listen, saying, listen, I don't know which way I'm going to go. On that's this what way. makes their, their pathway to victory lane harder than Harvick's yes, and Bushers yes. and the guys back there. Because that's they're, all they got to do. They're basically thrown yep. to the end zone every yep. week. And, and I hear what Trick says, duh, but especially Pocono, road courses, maybe a tire call at Richmond, there are those opportunities that change. But listen, this yep. is our two cents. Uh, and I'm going to come back to this, but let's go to the phones. Marvin, you're on. Hey, guys, how you doing? Wonderful. Good, man. Hey, I got I got to throw on my Andy Katz uh, bracketology hat here, and I got to ask you guys this question. Who are your projected two drivers that are going to be locked into the playoffs when we head through the first race in the round of 16, and who are your last two drivers out? So, last two drivers out. Let's just talk about the out drivers, because locked in, I mean, you know, I think it's pretty, yeah, it's open-ended. Who's so, going to miss it? So, this, uh, I'm just going to say this. Okay, it was six races, if we don't have more winners. Okay, so let's just, let's just project where we're at with no more winners. It doesn't change. Yeah. It doesn't change. Yeah. That, it's not going to change. You got one long shot, one guy, one long shot that you really could see it happening in the last six or is it going to have to be a little bit of a surprise? A long shot. I have, to... I have a guy that I think could upset all this. I think Chris Buescher at a road course. Mm, yeah. He's been top five the last two. My point, here's my difference. Here's my difference, right? If somebody wins from nowhere, but if Chris Buescher <laughs> yeah. wins it in if, if, if he wins, If he wins at a road course, it won't be a surprise. You'll feel good about yeah. it. You'll be like, yeah. hey, this isn't a surprise. a surprise. He's run with the, the last performance two. performance he's put in this year. That, with, I guess with, that's with what I'm saying. I got Buescher down here. Let's just assume we know Blaney and Truex 
at some point have race winning speed. Don't know if they can win. Let's get below it. Harvick, I think we all think he can win, even though he's on a long race winless streak. They got to have the, they can win on their best. Best day. Best I got it. Almirola, no offense. I don't see it. Eric Jones, I think same thing. On the absolute best day, it would be a long shot, but I put him in front of Almirola. I put him in front oh, yeah. of Dylan, McDowell, Haley. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think that, you know, Chris Buescher is the one down there that keeps popping up on my list as a guy that has run well enough at the road courses. And the only other name I see down there is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. On their best days, they hang around the top five. If that times out right, yeah. maybe you could do it. Yeah. But, I mean, this is the point about extra winners is it's but, not just – here's the better point, way to look but, at it. Why we have had maybe some surprise winners, I don't think we've had some absolute shocks. Like Tyler Reddick, we all thought he was good enough to win a yeah. race. Like, you know, it, there's it's o- – There's only one race that Stenhouse can win unless something goes crazy. Yeah, in Daytona. my opinion, is Daytona. Yeah. Busher has more opportunities. What about Bubba Wallace? He, been, he ran great yesterday. A little bit of good I luck. Was, I would have said no to until, until what I saw at New Hampshire. I mean, a little bit of good I luck. I still say no, but that's okay. I hear you. So, but here, that, I, I say this, and we, we say it all the time. Maybe I already said it. I don't know, man. I say it so much. Um, we're, you've all said it. Best days. Best day. Best day. Just to make the playoffs. That's right. right. I don't care. Give me 10 best days. I want to see the champion. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? I mean, we're, we're just talking to get in the game. you got to have the day of the year, the best day you've had all year long to make the, to make the playoffs, to get to the big dance. You've got to have the best game. It's hard to say because so Blaney put, and Truex are so high in points, but the, the playoff contenders are already in yellow. Yeah, that's right. Because points aren't going to be that, enough in the right. playoffs. You're going to have to win right. races. I, that's I, exactly. I got it. Did Truex make the playoffs? Does he make the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll make the playoffs. Should I make the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think he does make the playoffs. Truex does not make the playoffs. Yeah. That's my pick. There you go. Well, who knows? <laughs> no, no, no. Josh, <laughs> there's your go, pick. Man. What do you got, Josh, from Motor Mouse? Yeah, thank you, gentlemen. My question is, well, ever since the win in your end system has been established for the playoffs, we have never had more than 13 eligible winners before the postseason until this year. So now more than ever, it looks as though points are less important than wins. And I don't think anybody expected several big hitters being on the bubble like Blaney, Truex, and Harvick simply because they haven't won yet. No one expected them to be on the bubble. Nobody. But should we get 16 or more winners by the time the regular season comes to a close, will only the first 16 winners get to contend for the championship, or do they just go by regular season explain point that. standings? Yeah, explain and All right, great. Oh, well, and to a greater so, effect, will having 16 or more winners expose the current point system? All right, so I'm going to go make it real simple. Josh, this is how it works. It's if you win and you're in, if we have more than 16, anybody with more than one race is automatically in. Everybody with one race win. It then goes to their point total. You see what it is on the screen and where everybody stacks up, right? Winless this season, Blaney, Truex, Bowman, which means Briscoe is the lowest winning driver with 465 points. Reddick, 474. Daniel Swift. It becomes a points battle, and I'm the opposite. You think it's going to expose the point system. I think it flips it completely. I think it's exactly what we want, yes. which is points are important, but wins fix yeah. everything. The only way points don't matter is if we get 16 winners. That's right. If you get 17 yeah. winners, points matter a lot. But if you get 15 winners, points matter a lot. If but you get 16 winners, then a win was it. Then a win was it. But 
If you get 15, boy, you better be Listen, high up in points. And if you get 17, well, well, wait, hold on. Even with the 16 winners, points are going to yeah. uh, you know, set the regular season championship oh, yeah, and give away yeah. points. Okay, okay, so I'm, I'm going to say this. And Stevie said it this morning, so I'm just stealing it from him. Uh, there's 14 winners, but in reality, there's already been 15 winners because the fans are the winners because we have 14 winners. It's unbelievable. We're talking about it. This is so competitive on the racetrack. So you don't know what's going to happen. As a fan, you've got to look at this season and say, my gosh, it's been a fantastic season to watch with the surprises, with the things, the product on the racetrack. So, you know, I think easily. I think to go back and, and, and listen, I'm not this, I disagree. I don't think it exposes anything. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I think what I it does is it says, hey, you have to win. Under this system, you have to win. That goes against the traditional point system. Yeah. That goes against that, 100%. I agree that with yeah. that. And it would be very difficult for Ryan Blaney if he finished third in points and didn't make the playoffs. That would be a difficult situation. But when they dropped the green flag at the Daytona 500, everybody knew the rules. That's right. Everybody's Everybody raced all year long rules. with the That's same right. rules. And if you win, you have your best shot to get in the playoffs. Yep. So I hear what you're saying. I yeah. know the yeah. traditionalists. But, but yeah. everybody anyway, knew the rules. And this year's results are going to carry into next year's anxiety at the start of the year. Too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah all right, is, about a minute left, Kevin. You're on Motor Mouse. No sleep. Hey, guys. Uh, my question for you guys tonight was uh, I was wondering who your favorite was to win Pocono on Sunday. That's great. That's good. It's about Ooh. the end of the show. Let's talk Pocono. A lot can happen at Pocono. We haven't really seen many tracks like this with the new car. Aerodynamics is going to matter. Shifting's already happened yeah. at Pocono, so it's not real new. You got anybody? Does anybody jump out of you? Or is it, listen, we've had 14 listen, winners. I, I, it's I, okay I, to say you don't know. I, just, I don't know, but I'm, I'm just going to go with Danny. I'm going to go with Danny because Danny, oh, yeah. Danny's Danny on that one. His rookie year yeah, there. Danny went no, up there, yeah, and it was yeah. magical for him, and uh, yeah. I just think that's a place. Chase I think Elliott and Alan one. Gustafson said they were horrible at New Hampshire. They went up there and put themselves in position to win a race. They've been the hottest, so a yeah. little bit of low-hanging fruit. But I yeah. know what no, no, saying. no, that's perfect. So I actually that's think perfect. those are two good picks. Uh, I'm going to give you just a third name so you have somebody to look at. And it's a guy that really needs a bounce-back run. Um, why not William Byron? Yeah, why not sure. put his name back in the yep. mix? I think it's gone a little quiet since it's a pretty warm start yep. to the year. He is one that really, really needs it. That's a, that's um, a good point. Or maybe it'll good be point. Chris Buescher in fog all yeah. over again. I mean, who oh knows? Oh, my gosh, man. I mean, remember, and listen, that that's one thing. You talk about weather and Pocono. I know it's not a wild card, but anything can happen. And keep in mind, if you are a surprise winner, you still got to be top 30 in points. That's true. Oh, Bye. boy. Hey, Bye. listen. Call back Wednesday. My man Burton will be on Motor Mouse all by himself. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.